everybody. Thanks for starting off with us here on Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale, that's Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Guys, how we doing this morning? We're doing great this morning. Oh, I'm doing better. How you doing so good? Why you doing so good? Because of yesterday's show, I had a dream last night. I was floating down a river of Diet Mountain Dew toward Valhalla, and you were there greeting me and showing me the way to thousands and thousands of cases of Diet Dew. It was one of the great dreams I've ever had. Now you, Dr. King, you had a dream, yeah, huh? I had <laughs> that, was your, that was your dream, yeah. okay? Now you're in my head. <laughs> mm. Yesterday was an epic day when it came to the amount of Diet Dew yeah. on the line. You yes. guys went all in. I expect to see the same amount of bravery today. But, gentlemen, let's start the show with where we left off yesterday. The NFL and the NFL Players Association have indeed reached a settlement agreement in the Deshaun Watson disciplinary matter. Deshaun will be suspended for the first 11 games of this season, plus fined $5 million. During his news conference, Watson said, quote, I have always stood on my innocence and I'm going to continue to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward on my life and my career. Shannon, what was your reaction to Deshaun's statement, I stand by my innocence? I want Deshaun to stop talking because he keeps making everything worse. He should have referred back to the statement that he had released through the Cleveland Browns. When he accepted accountability, when he accepted some of the, uh, the, 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 some of the, the mistakes that he had made that put himself in this situation, he should have just referred back to the statement that he had released. The statement was perfect. The correct tone, it seems the right amount of contrition, and okay, leave it at that. And then as soon as the 11 games and the $5 million it was like I stand on my innocence. I'm not sorry. Bruh, stop this, Deshaun. This is why everybody, a lot of people in the media, this is why the, 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 the public wanted the NFL to throw the book at you. Everybody has said, even Sue Robinson, who's impartial, said you had shown zero contrition. And you get, and as soon as the verdict come out, this is what you do. Yep. Bruh, how are you going to say you take accountability and then in, in two minutes later say, I stand on my innocence? Yep. Bruh, please do me this solid. Stop talking. Because trust me, Deshaun, there's nothing you can say that can convince the general public, a large portion of the general public, public that you're innocent. Mm -hmm. Just for the sure volume alone. So you're making it worse. Show contrition. Show that, you know, man, I'm sorry. I accept accountability. I, I, I'm sorry. It, it, Skip, a week ago was a week ago, because that's kind of what got the ball started towards this settlement. A week ago, he accepted accountability in a little brief statement that he had with a reporter, and that how he, and, you know, impacted negatively on some of these women's lives. I'm sorry. But, but for this, Skip, what is this? I stand on my innocence. I look moving forward. The state, Skip, I looked at that statement. I was like, oh, man, that's a beautiful statement. I love the way it's worded. I love the tone that it sets. And then I hear him talking. I'm like, what the hell is this? What is this? Deshaun, what is this? What, what, did he, what does he think by saying I stand on my innocence? Standing on your innocence doesn't show contrition because it shows that you're saying, I did nothing wrong. No matter the appearance of impropriety, yep. there, is no, there is no there there. And I stand by that. All those, Sue Robinson said the NFL had proved their case can only give them this game. You settled all these cases and you had another fine and another suspension. I stand on my innocence. I stand on that. Bro, that's not contrition. And it made a situation, I mean, everybody wants this to go away. 
But now by doing this, it's almost like, I don't care what y'all say. I didn't do this, I'm not, and, and, and I'm standing by that. Skip, this, this is just a bad look for Deshaun because Deshaun, look, it, it happened. Whatever's happened, happened, and there's no going back from that. But he made this situation a lot worse than what it needed to be by the what he said. And the tone is almost like I'm defiant. Yep. And that's not a defiance is not accountability. Defiance is not contrition. And that's what you were supposed to have shown. That's why the NFL and a lot of people believe the NFL was lenient because you had shown contrition a week ago and you were showing it in your statement. And then as soon as this happened and then you like, boom. You stand right back up there with your chest out, and you say this, Skip. I'm I'm, I'm just so disappointed in how what he what he said after the after the ruling had come out. That man, come on, Deshaun. I know you got a PR team. I know they're briefing you on what to say and how to say it. Should have just said nothing. I'm gonna refer you back to the statement that I released through the Cleveland Browns, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna go prepare, get ready. Hey, the punishment has been handed down, but I gotta practice to attend mm -hmm. and leave it at that. But when you stand up there, and that's what they do, Skip, they're going to get you up there and they're going to keep firing a barrage of questions. And what do you feel? You feel obligated to answer it. And eventually, and that's what happened. Mm. Oh, Shannon Sharp. I hear every word you said. I'm so worn out by this saga. I'm, I'm beaten down from it. I'm saddened. I'm sickened. I'm with you. Everybody wants it to be over and done, but it feels like it just started again. And somewhere yesterday afternoon, Roger Goodell was furious, yeah. was livid, because he had to feel bamboozled and duped and taken for a ride by Deshaun. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Roger is in the same boat I've been in. I've always wanted so badly to love this young man. Mm -hmm. And it starts with him as a quarterback. Right. Those two games he played against Alabama, it was just flat out balling. It was clutch playmaking. Yeah. I told you again and again, I had him ranked as a top three quarterback in the NFL before all this transpired. Correct. And then I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to to buy back in just a little bit. And then another woman came forward and another and another. And as you and I concluded, it wasn't just he said, she said. It was he said, she, 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 she said. 24, 24 times. 24, times. 25 times. 25 times. And now I hark back to the Friday evening of the Browns' first preseason game in which Deshaun did play yeah. at Jacksonville. Correct. He, now what, what appears to have been staged, uh, an in-house interview with an in-house Cleveland Browns reporter. Right. In which he expressed his first contrition. Mm -hmm. He said, and I quote, I would like to apologize to the women I have impacted in this situation. And I, I took that to heart, yeah. like, okay, okay. And he expressed regret for putting himself in all those positions. Correct. And I thought, okay, all right, I'll, I'll give in a little bit. We're a forgiving country. We, I hope we're a forgiving world. I hate to keep saying right. country, but. but 
And that was seemingly the first sign of contrition first. that he had shown. And yet, as we look back on it now, <laughs> he would just play into the crowd to try to reduce his suspension. Yes. He was already negotiating yes. because he knew that's where we were heading. Correct. So now we look back at Sue L. Robinson and what she concluded was she agreed with the NFL's accusations on all accounts, mm -hmm. their allegations on, on every front from sexual misconduct all the way up to sexual assault. So. And yet she concluded, just to reiterate, that yes, basically you want a one-year suspension, he deserves a one-year suspension. Yet your bylaws and all of your precedent disciplines that, that preceded this do not allow me to go any farther than six games. Correct. That my hands are virtually tied by what you agreed to in your collective right. bargaining and what you haven't done in the past when it comes to sexual misconduct discipline. Right. And yet Roger Goodell ran with that as the negotiation started and, and harped on her words. He, he seized upon her words. This was egregious and this was predatory behavior. Yes. And now the negotiation started. And in the end, thanks to Article 46, as you always point out on this show, the hammer still rested in the hands of Roger Goodell, yeah. even though he appointed then Peter C. Harvey to be the final arbiter. Right. And I was a little surprised there was a negotiation for a settlement, but there was. Right. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. A lot of times, Skip, when you're dealing with a court, you never know what that judge or what those jurors are going to think. So you try to get the settlement because something is better than nothing. Peter C. Harvey might have said, okay, the six games, maybe he reduces it down to four. Are you willing to roll the dice? Deshaun, are you willing to roll the dice and get a year and an $8 million fine? So that's why you more times than not, Skip, you get settlements in court because nobody, I don't know what those 12 are thinking. I don't know what that he or she in that black robe is thinking. Man, whoo. Man, I probably, man, I probably, hey, let's go ahead and do the deal. Okay. So, in the end, Roger Goodell still had the right to be judge, jury, slash execution. Correct, he did. And I will bet you, wherever he is as we speak, he regrets not dropping the hammer on this because he could have done it, except then all the responsibility would have fallen back upon him. Right. And I, I know from the start he didn't, he didn't want, want that. that. No. Because he, we have a whole new system in place that would then appear to have miserably failed because it would still come full circle back to a commissioner who said, kaboom, you're gone for a year. Correct. But I will bet you, wherever he sits right now, that he's thinking, gosh, I had just dropped the hammer. I had it, and not, I gave it up. He's not out of the woods yet because he has to go to a third-party counselor. And then what happens now, Skip, we don't believe Mr. Washington has shown contrition. Yeah. We By just, the way, I'm going to read that go language. Ahead. Go ahead. Just, and then you go. Okay. Watson has to comply with evaluation and treatment recommendations of a third-party behavioral expert to be reinstated. So he has to... That they have to recommend some sort of counseling. He says he's been going through some. It's hard for me to buy into it after what just happened. Right. But now it's going to start for real. Right. And then at the end of his, so to speak, sentence, he's going to have to convince his third-party behavioral expert that he is truly contrite enough to mm -hmm. be reinstated. Mm -hmm. So that's the last gasp for the commissioner. Right. Go ahead. 
considering that we've heard him say, I'm remorseful in one interview. We've seen him write he's remorseful in a, in a statement. And then thirdly, once the punishment was doled out, he become, a, he become combative. He become non-apologetic. So now what do you think they're thinking? Is he, is, is he just saying this to, to, to get up out of here so he can get back on the field, or is he truly remorseful? So now they're going to go over you with a fine-tooth comb. Yep. Now they're going to do their due diligence to make sure. I don't know, because the commissioner already said it could be extended. He did. I got it. Okay, so this leads our friend Jarrett Bell, the national NFL columnist for USA Today, to conclude in his piece that he wrote for Today that this was a contrasting message of defiance, as you said. And he quotes the quote from Deshaun, the flashpoint quote, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence. And Jarrett responds to that. If that's the case, why was there a settlement at all? Well, that, that is the case. Right. As, as the smoke clears this morning, you say, how did they settle? With this young man who just says, "No, I'm completely innocent." But see that, but see that 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 goes to after the fact. I can assure you that's not what he was saying when they were negotiating a, a year, five, six, seven, eleven, twelve, whatever the whatever the settlement was. Deshaun Watson, I guarantee you, never said he stand on his innocence. It was he was apologetic. Now, yesterday, he, he tried to explain, I, I'm apologetic to anyone I offended, all women out there. No, 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 not, not all women, the, the 25 yes, individuals. Yes, now, yes. ain't no all women. Right. All, all women might, might have, some women have gone through similar situations, and maybe they were triggered. But no, let's not talk about all. Let's deal with the 25 yep. that brought the allegations against you. You're supposed to say, I apologize for them. Yep. The, 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 uh, the negative impact that I brought into their lives, I, me for putting myself in those situations, that's what should have happened. You try to broaden it. And he, I think he even said, I apologize to you too. If you What? Come on, bro. Skip, he's got to stop talking. Because every time he opens his mouth, he makes it worse, worse, and worse. And people, are, uh, and people already have a, had a negative view of him considering what had transpired. Yep. Now he makes it worse because, they, hold on, this man right here, you mean to tell me he's not in jail? He gets to still play. He's going to get $225 million of his $230? Yep. And, and he couldn't say, I'm sorry, and stand on, I'm sorry, I apologize? He couldn't stand on that, no. but I'm going to stand on my innocence. Boy, this is a young man's pride speaking. Yeah. Deep pride, but it's, to me, delusional pride. And Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, said yesterday, this is the land of second chances. And, and I get that. Right. But, but, that, but, Skip, I need you to be remorseful for what you did to get this second chance. And, and this behavior is different than typical second chance behavior. Right. Usually yeah. the second chance is, oh, I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I contacted one massage therapist via Instagram, and I, I lost a little bit of control, and I screwed up, and I made a mistake. Right. Okay? Yeah. That's a one-shot deal. Right. According to the New York Times, he sought the services of at least 66 massage therapists, via, mostly by social media, right. over a period of a year and a half. That's why Roger Goodell went to predatory behavior. Right. Well, that, that's not a one-shot deal. That's a many, many, many-shot deal. So I'm not sure it even qualifies as a second chance because of the repeated behavior of right. this. Okay. So allow me to do this one more time. I did this once before. 
This is Nancy Armour in USA Today. Mm -hmm. Once again, she was scathing in her rebuke of, of the punishment and more so of Jimmy and his wife Dee Haslam's statements yesterday defending Deshaun's behavior. And her lead is Deshaun Watson didn't just need an NFL owner who was desperate when he was shopping his services in the spring. He needed someone who would also see the women he'd sexually violated as disposable, not worthy of real care or concern. In Dim, excuse me, in D and Jimmy Haslam, he found both. Nancy goes on to say that D Haslam smeared the women who sued Watson with a characterization that suggested they were sex workers. In the quote from D Haslam, the wife, I think there's just a huge opportunity to talk about the major issues in our country, such as sex trafficking and massage parlor use. So we can continue to talk about Deshaun, or we can talk about major issues that our country faces and make a difference. So Nancy is, is going on to suggest that, that many women uh, who, who sued Deshaun were licensed massage therapists, no different than the ones who he, he would deploy for the Browns, and some others were still in massage therapy school and had just graduated. So, so the point is, maybe there were some who were thinking more like sex workers, but it's very also possible that a majority were, were professionals. Well, even if they're sex workers, yeah. sex worker can say no. Can say no. I mean, just, right. just yeah. I mean, hey. Okay. So Nancy was mostly offended by her characterization of yeah. a suggestion yeah. that these are sex workers. Okay. So her conclusion is the Haslam's can try and spin this all they want, and Lord knows they've tried, but the truth is they value Watson's arm and legs over the bodies and souls of these yeah. women. Okay, that's going to be a conclusion out there among yeah. women everywhere. Yeah. Okay, that that is, yeah. I, I just want to demonstrate this is also operating, and it didn't get changed yesterday by a contrite Deshaun. No, it, it didn't, Skip, but I think that, that, that operates in just not sports. I mean, sometimes people do things in other occupations, and you uh, value that person's ability to do something really well versus what the he had, what he or she had done to the individual or individuals. Yeah. But my skip, skip, you read that statement. Was that statement not perfect? It, it almost like it came from a a, a PR comp a company or a crisis management company. The tone, the wording was perfect. It was perfect, and within minutes he undid the he, whole thing. He blew it up. I'm talking about minutes. Yes. In, in an open Q and A yes. interview. All he had to do, I'm going to refer you back to the statement that I had that. already that I that I've released through the Cleveland Browns. Right. I, any other, if you want to talk about football, because this issue now has been resolved. Okay. So. In the end, I believe that Deshaun should be pretty thankful that he actually got off pretty lightly. Yes. All things considered. Yes. Right? Considering that there's no remorse or contrition shown, you're absolutely right. He could have easily got he could have easily gotten a year. I, I don't know if you can you know, I guess indefinite means yeah. you you suspend someone for a year skip and then they have to petition back and okay. you come back again. Okay. So in the end. He still makes more money than any quarterback in yeah. the league, 230 guaranteed million. There is the fine. 225 now. Two, two, down to 225. And yet, the way they structured the contract, knowing full well this was coming down the pike, full force on yes. him, is that he was only going to make a million this year, so it's going to cost him about seven. Six, yeah, 625, 000, I think okay, they said. 625,000 this year. Yeah. Got off light, got off light, yeah. got off light. All things considered, he's pretty fortunate, and yet... He stepped right up to the mic and let it go. Okay.
and we're back to square. I, I feel like we're, we went right back to square one. You know what, Skip? It almost seems like someone else written that, writ that wrote that statement for him. Yeah. He didn't know what they had said in the statement because it's hard for me to believe that he had anything to do with the statement and then come back two minutes later, bro, you just helped, did you, did you not prove, even if you didn't write it, did you not proofread it? Okay, I like this. Yeah. And then turn around and just, I mean, you talk about he blew it up, he blew it up. He blew it up. And my final takeaway has to be that if you stand on your innocence, then you definitely need therapy because you definitely have a problem. Yeah, man. This, Oof. this is a, this was a this was horrible. This is I don't know if it could have gotten any worse, but he definitely didn't help his situation with that what he said in that interview. With you. Gentlemen, I thought Judy Batista captured the feelings of a lot of women out there perfectly when she said it's not enough for Deshaun to get on with his life. He needs to change his life. Yeah. Pretty mm -hmm. powerful words and analysis from Judy. All right, moving on this morning. Does the latest report mean KD and Kyrie are going to run it back with the Nets? Plus, mm -hmm. Skip's Cowboys is Dak poised to win MVP as he, quote, has the best practice <laughs> of his career. All of that and more coming up next on Undisputed. No mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew. Soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. 
I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. According to Brian Windhorst, the Nets are indeed content with remaining as is in regards to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in town. The NBA insider says, quote, right now, I think the Nets want to run this team back and they're hoping Kevin Durant agrees. Well, isn't that the big question mark here? (laughs) Shannon, scale of one to ten, how surprised are you that it looks like Kyrie and KD will be on the Nets opening night? A thousand. Um. I think everybody is except you, Skip, because all along you believe Kevin they weren't going to trade Kevin Durant. But when the 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 story first broke that Kevin Durant had gone to the team and requested a trade, it said that uh, Sean Marks was going, willing to work with Rich Kleiman and Kevin Durant to facilitate and get him to where he wanted to be. That's what the reports were. And now it seems that now, for all indications, they haven't gotten um, – the, the 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 resources that they wanted in return for Kevin Durant, um, for whatever reason, it seems very likely that Kevin Durant is going to turn. And it seems like what they said is that, you know, they were tired of Kyrie shenanigans and, uh, you know, even I think Joe Sides, you know, they were going to take back their organization and blah, blah, blah. So if not both, at least one of those guys, Skip, I thought would get traded. I was, It was a virtual, me, for me, it was a virtual certainty. And now it looks like, not only is one of these guys coming back, it looks like both of these guys are coming back. And I know, of course, they want to run it back. I mean, you lose both of these guys, you're not getting adequate compensation back in return that can that that has the firepower or that can take you where these two guys can take you, I believe. But yes, yeah, Skip, I'm shocked. Um, I, I'm I'm shocked. It seemed like you know Kyrie was on his way out. Kevin Durant had requested a trade, and they was like, no, we're not giving Kyrie the max. I thought that was one of the reasons that he was definitely going to go because most of the guys of Kyrie ill, Skip, they're getting max contracts now. With one year left on the deal, hey, we locking this joke up. True. And that didn't happen. Nope. So I was like, oh, man, Kyrie, Kyrie looking to walk. Mm. Plus, they, I thought they were looking to get rid of Kyrie given what they had gone through the previous year dealing with Kyrie and some of the reports of what they've been dealing with Kyrie since he's been there. But Kevin Durant, Skip, I, I definitely thought Kevin KD was gone. Um, it reported he requested a trade. He and Rich Kleinman were going to work closely with Sean Marks to try to facilitate that trade, make sure they get fair compensation back. And now all of a sudden, basically, I don't really hear nothing. I see Kevin Durant at concerts with Travis Scott. I see him in the studio with Simba. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 nothing that has anything to do with basketball or being traded. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at a 1,000 as far as, as, as I definitely thought this thing would have happened by now. And I am obviously at a zero. <laughs> and I, it's it's a little one of both. I know what you said about KD because you're the only one that said KD's not going anywhere. Joe Sy, if I'm you, I dig my heels in. I'm not trading. But did you think Kyrie was going to be back on the team too? Just because he opted back in, yes, I did. Okay. Because they were the preseason favorites just one year ago, yes, I did. Just because they continue to make win-now moves like adding Royce O'Neal and, and T.J. Warren, mm-hmm. yes, I did. Okay. I, I don't like their roster. I love their roster. 
unless you tell me Kevin's hit the wall, he's getting old, he's out of his prime. If, if you can tell me that, then I don't love no, it. No, he ain't but getting old. I, you tell me he's going to mope around and he's not okay, going to get right, put well, in. That's the next big question here. So as Brian Windhorst, our friend at ESPN, pointed out, you know, that they're hoping that Kevin will go along with this. And he, his concluding line is, we'll see if Kevin goes along with that <laughs> in training camp. Exactly. Well, we will. Right. I believe they're betting on Kevin's basketball character, his Hooper character, because in the end, he's just a Hooper. Yep. That's what I believe about Kevin. He does have a lot of off-the-court savvy. He is entrepreneurial. He's done very well in the business world, so he has outside interests. But in the end, he doesn't play golf or what. You know, he scratches his competitive itch playing basketball, and I believe he works at least as hard as LeBron oh, yeah, at yeah. getting ready yeah, to play basketball. He's, he's not a big social poster about my workouts. He, right. He's gotten a little bit more of that lately. But, but I believe he'll be ready to play. And the question is, will he be emotionally ready to play? Correct. Will his heart be in it? Because mm -hmm. I don't believe his heart was in playing basketball against the Boston Celtics right. in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. That didn't look like Kevin Durant. It didn't help that he was playing a very good young defensive coach mm -hmm. and a very good young defensive team that just swamped him, just attacked him with two or three players at a time. And he said, no mas, I, I, I can't defend him. But now, now is the bounce back. Now can you reunite with Kyrie and fix whatever went south? I mean, obviously he thought Kyrie just betrayed him. Can you guys, quote unquote, kiss and make up? You know, can, can you guys re-embrace this a little bit? Can you guys agree to walk it back and do what you intended to do when you first decided to come to Brooklyn together? Do you believe his trade request had anything to do with not wanting to play with Kyrie? Anymore? I think it's 100% had to do with it. 100%. It's hard to me, for me to believe he turned on Steve Nash that fast because his remarks after they lost to the Celtics right. were, were completely defending right. Steve Nash. Right. Think about what he's been through. Think about all the COVID. Think about all the situations we, we went through. Right. He defended him. I just don't believe that. The, the, the last desperate act was, because his pride was on the line because they were just calling his bluff publicly, was he said, okay, them or me, those two have to go, or at least one of them has to go, or I have to go. Right. Well, and they're like, <clears throat> no, no, sorry. <laughs> and here we are. You're not going and they're not yeah, going. That is correct. <laughs> and they have him. How many times have we beaten this over the head? For four more but, years. Skip, don't you believe he could have gone behind the scenes and just said, Joe, Sean, I just think it's time for Kyrie and I to part ways now. I believe he did that. One of us. Strongly. One yeah. of us probably needs to go. I believe if Kevin Durant goes and handles it like that, Kyrie's gone. Okay. KD, KD, KD is, 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 is the better of the players. He's the more accountable of the players. He's the more consistent of the players. Yeah. I, I know, I know exactly, I know yeah. exactly what I'm gonna get. I'm not worried about it. Man, he gonna miss a meet he man, he he hey, he needs some he need a break and no. all. I because don't worry about his, that with Katie. His regular season numbers last year were really good. Yeah. Go ahead. Ky Kyrie's numbers was good, but it's the unpredictability of Kyrie. Yep. Skip, I don't know what I'm gonna get from from Monday to Wednesday to Thursday to Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah. And that's hard to deal with a person when you're, when you're, if, Skip, if you work at home, but you, you know, got your own little cubicle, hey, you can, you can be like this. Yeah. But when you got to interact with teammates and one minute y'all high five, you have a good time, and the next minute you round up moping and they don't know what to say, they stepping on eggshells, it's tough dealing. I've had teammates like that. It's tough dealing with people mm -hmm. like that.
Okay, I hear all that. I believe Joe Sy went to Kevin, I think they met in London for the first right. big real time, yes. and said, look, I need you to take this team over. I need you to be the alpha. You need to be the leader, not Kyrie. It, it's time for you to shine and be the driving force of this team. It's, it's time for you to lead him. It's time for you to mend the fence, you to initiate this. And I also believe in the back of Josiah's mind that he views all these, these gifted players as, as still childlike in, in their emotional relationships because I, it felt like Kevin and James Harden had completely split. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing posts of the, they're hanging. Well, can you remember in the All-Star game? He wouldn't even select James Harden. He James wouldn't. Harden was the last okay. one. Braun ended up having right. to. Isn't that childlike to you? Like kid-like? Yes. Just kid okay. And then, then Kevin with, with Russ, with Russell Westbrook, they're at each other. They're going to kill each other in the first games that they're playing. They're screaming at each yeah. other. And then it feels like. They they kind of ceased and desisted, and they kind of came full circle. Yeah, we we did have some great times. I, I don't know if KD and, and 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 Russ was ever as close as Harden and KD. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just reading something in there that's not there. I, I believe but, Kevin loved him like a little brother. Seriously, but but I I really never. I mean, I've seen uh, Kevin and James Harden hang out before. Yeah. I guess you know. I guess it's a totally different situation. Katie's single, James Harden single, yeah, Russ is, is married. Uh, so a married man with kids is probably not going to hang out because the wife's going to think, hey, you hanging out with him. Why are you not hanging out with married guys? So I get all that. So I, listen, I'm, I'm not going to read too much into that. I just think the situations were different. It's a lot easier for single men to hang out with single men. Um, but, I, Skip, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked Katie even requested a trade. I'm shocked that 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 Sean Mark seemed that, that they're going to be so very accommodating mm -hmm. to Rich Climate and Kevin Durant yep. to facilitate this trade. Uh, I'm shocked what Ky what Kyrie did because Kyrie wanted a max extension, yep. and they could have given him two hundred plus million dollars. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, with your record, uh, you're not going to get our money and just take off anytime you want to. Nah, bro, we about to hold your feet to the fire. Maybe. Somebody else, somebody else might give you that kind of money, but we're not finna give it to you given your history. Okay, he's going to be in that for one more year. Yes, right. It seems That's that a way. done deal. Yeah. And Kevin's new extension does not start until opening night. Right. So the owner is saying, I, "You agreed to this, and it wasn't for one year; it was for four, four years. So you you owe me a commitment, a responsibility. Well, you owe me one year because the first year you rehabbed on my dime. He did. I paid you thirty five thirty five million dollars to I'm rehab. Not sure that came up, but, but that's that was unspoken. <laughs> okay. So now, what are the options for Kevin going forward? Is he going to hold out a training camp? I, I just don't think he's built uh, no. like that. I could be wrong. No. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's built like that either, Skip. And I don't know the ramifications of what he's holding out. But if he held out, I'm sure they'll start. The one thing, you making that kind of money, Skip, I'm not really trying to give you any of it back. Mm -hmm. I, make, I got $47, $48 million coming my way. I'm not trying to give you any of this back. So I'm, let me go on and do my job. I'm going to go on out there. Hey, just know I'm still – I'm not happy. I still would like to get moved. Yeah. Maybe if, if you could – I understood you couldn't do it because it yeah. was – but let's try to do something okay. next offseason. And the final hammer – that Kevin still has is the pout hammer, right? <laughs> that's that's all he's got left. That's it. W would he play half-heartedly going into the regular season? Would he mope? Would he pout? Would he hang his head? Would he seem no. not into it? I don't think so. No, I don't think he would ever. If he were 22 or 3 or 4, maybe he would. Like, right. I got my whole life ahead of me. you got to get me out of here. Right. 
he is an aging player. He is going to be 34 years of age. What, what are we into? 14, year 16. 16. I'm not saying 14. Well, year 16, but he did rehab. Yeah, right, he missed right, the entire yeah. season. So. Okay. But he's going into year 16. Mm -hmm. He has played 14 total years. Mm -hmm. But the point is, he's an, he's an older basketball player. Right. And he's been around and he's done a lot. But, but I think he wants to do more. And, yeah. and he knows that in this circumstance that he's in right now, they do have a chance to be yeah. pretty to very good, right? Yes. Yeah, because, of course. As I pointed out yesterday, you still have Seth and you still have Joe Harris. I don't know what his ankle injury right. situation is going to be, but he can still shoot it. Well, you got two guys up to give you 50-plus between the two of them. Okay. Anytime you get that, and that's on a nightly basis. Okay, you're talking about KD and KD Kyrie. And Kyrie. Yeah, they give you at least they give you at least fifty on a nightly basis. But you have real snipers because Seth and Joe Harris yeah. are among the better snipers yeah. in the league. Seth can chip in and give you twelve. TJ right. Warren, if TJ Warren just gives you his career, which is about 16, 17 on a nightly basis, you straight Royce O'Neal chips in will give you another eight to ten. Right. You have and, and KD loves that. Cam Thomas out of LA. Right. He he can just flat out. I was watching him in the summer league. He can fill. Oh, it he up, can score now. But he yeah. can give you spurts of six or eight quick points, right. making shots. Right. Make a couple threes. Patty Mills. I didn't. But he's still there. He is definitely an aging player. But on any given night, for any given spurt, you you want to talk about clutch threes? He will make them. Right. So I believe, Skip, if they had left this team alone, they would have been better situated. I would agree. To have Dinwiddie come off the bench, yeah. you see what he's doing in, in, in Dallas? And Jared Allen. Yeah. Now you got a, a, a for real rim protector. The, the only sort of hole in the the equation is Nicky Claxton right. is, is long and lean, but he's a little too lean. Right. And, and I don't know if he gives you the might in the middle right. that you need. Yeah, I think Jared Allen is a better offensive player and a better defensive it, player. Definitely a better defensive than, than, player. Than Claxton. Okay. Um, Plus, he made the all-star team, Skip, and what, he can't be no more than, what, 25, 26 himself. Oh. So, I believe had they left the situation alone, but I get it, James Harden, that's a nuclear weapon. We add a nuclear weapon to the nuclear arsenal we already have. So, I, I kind of see that. But I think with, with LeVert and, and, and Dinwiddie and what they had, yep. they had tremendous depth. Okay. That's what they don't have now, Skip. They don't okay. have depth. But, again, the big X factor, the six-feet, ten-inch X factor is Ben Simmons. Yes, who has made all-star teams and all-defense teams and rookie of the year, and the Demons got him late they in Philadelphia. They got him at the late-game free-throw line in the playoffs against Atlanta, and he was never the same last year, and he couldn't get through it, both mentally or physically. Right. He couldn't get through it, and he had back surgery. I, I just I believe in that young man, and he's still a very young man, yeah. and he can give them – a defensive force, they, they can start to turn into more of a defensive team with Royce O'Neal and Ben Simmons. That's what you, you haven't had and before. Claxton. And Claxton. So, and, yeah, you yeah. definitely got you got three really good defenders okay. out there, rim-protected guys that can guard on the perimeter. This is what Cy and Marks and Nash are saying to themselves. We, we don't want to blow this up. We can't replace Kevin Durant. We can't get back enough. So where you and I parted ways was – I believe they got some bombshell offers, but there was no offer out there that was going to change their mind. They wanted to run it back. Right. So they placated Kevin. As I said, they all but patted him on the head right. by saying, we'll listen, but our ears are closed. Right. Right. So, so they never seriously, I don't believe, considered anything because they said, we're going to stand our ground on this and we're going to make Kevin live up to his four years for at least one more year. Okay. And let's see what we got. Well, gentlemen, you know who the Nets open up the regular season against? 
my New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. So I will not be upset if KD pouts for that one game. <laughs> All right, Skip, let's talk about your Cowboys. Executive Vice President Stephen Jones, ooh, he was speaking really highly of Dak Prescott's training camp performance. Jones said, quote, I thought he's had his best camp that I've seen him have since he's been a Cowboy. All right, Shannon, you first. Is this a big deal or not a big deal? It's not a big deal, Skip. I just want one time. I just want one time the owner to come out and say, you know what, he's stunk in training camp. And the money that I'm paying him, he ain't worth it. It's kind of like, doctor, oh, the, the surgery. Skip, you hear this all the time. The surgery was a success. I just want one time the doctor to come out and say, you know what, we did a surgery on him. It's scheduled for two to three months rehab. But I really messed this one up. I bought you. <laughs> got you. What's he supposed to say, Skip? I got it. I get it. Last year, he came in with the ankle early in the camp, skipped the first day before he even got the padded practice. He tweaked the lap muscle, some type of muscle that, that's very common in baseball players, but not in football players. And so it kind of set him back a little bit. But damn, uh, 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 Steven, it is that when you come out with the, the, the hopper every single year, it seems like you have to one-up something that you said from the previous year. But just let, just let, just let him go play. Yep. He looks good. I mean, from what I've been reading, uh, uh, they had a pretty good day yesterday going against the uh, uh, the Chargers uh, in, in the team setting. Guys making some plays. Yep. But we'll see how we see how it plays out. We understand that you're lacking some depth. The down Noah Brown, obviously Amari's gone, Cedric Wilson's gone, Tobert, eh, eh, and C.D. Lamb. It's been unbelievable in camp when he's been able to be there. He got a cut on his foot. They don't know how he got it. He's like, like doing clown stuff. And so, but but Skip, come on, uh, Steve, Stephen. Last year, Dak went 6-0 in the division, scored 40 points a game. He went 5-6 and six outside the division, scoring 26 points. Now, 26 points is a lot. Don't, don't, I don't want people to sneeze that somebody scored 26 points. It's not a lot, but it's the 5-6 and six record. So, nah, Skip, look, we understand Dak is going to need to have his best season in order for the Cowboys to be successful because I don't believe they can run the ball as well as they once could, and they don't have the receiving core or the receiving core depth they once had. Yeah. Michael Gallup's probably going to start the season on the pup. Uh, I have no idea what I'm going to get from Noah Brown because he's never been asked to do what he's going to be asked to do this year. I don't know what I'm going to get for a rookie. I'm not pinning my hopes on, on, on the rookie. Yeah, you'd like to think, could he possibly be Jamar Chase? Could he be a Justin Jefferson where they put together back-to-back -back years and they have the most receiving yards for rookie? I ain't pinning my hopes on that. I don't think you're pinning your hopes on that. CD is the one shining light that you could possibly have but when they take him away, then what? Can, Dal can Schultz re uh, 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 do what he did last year? Can yep. he give me another season of like what he gave me last year, Skip? Mm -hmm. Dak is going to have to be at his all-time best. Yep. In order for this Cowboys team to be and do what you believe they can be and what they can do. Mm -hmm. It's going to be incumbent on Dak because I don't believe the running game with Zeke. It, 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 I don't believe Zeke is what he once was. Could he give you a game here or there? But it's the consistency in which Zeke used to be able to give you game in and game out, down in and down out. So, look, I expect – look, I, I've seen Dak – this is going into his seventh season. I expect Dak to be what he's been his previous six, which is a roller coaster. Mm. So, Shannon Sharp, king of the cowboy haters, <laughs> I unfortunately cannot disagree with any point you just made. <laughs> but I will tell you this. What? Here I go again. It's like father, like son. <laughs> Hype master, huckster, P.T. Barnum yeah. Jr. Now we got P.T. Jr. <laughs> Stephen Jones. 
doing to me what they always do to me about this time of year. They build me way, 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 way up yeah. so that I can go way down and fall flat on my face at the end of the year. It happens again and again Every and year. again. They overhype, they oversell, and, and I fall right into the trap. But I will say this. I don't doubt Dak has had his best camp. With I, those receivers? You mean to tell me he didn't have a with, – with, with a, when a, um, C.D. first got there as a rookie and okay. you had Amari. Okay, but just on what, what Stephen was saying, and Stephen has a good football head on him, I think a little better than Jerry's actually. I trust Stephen's football point of view better <laughs> than I trust his father's. But he's saying about Dak, the velocity, the accuracy, the whole show he's talking about. He says, obviously, as, as quarterbacks get older, they get better. The good ones do. Okay, now we're back to your point. The good ones do. Is he a good one or is he a pretty good one or is he is he maybe a potentially great one or is he just an average one? Right. The good ones do get better over time. You know they do. They, they do, Skip, but what we see after about year two or three, we don't see the roller coaster that we saw. We, we didn't not. see that with Peyton. We didn't no, see that with Tom. We, we did didn't not. see that with the, with the – even if you look at Big Ben, once Big Ben took over and he got past, he was – Rodgers. All these guys, Mahomes, Mahomes really never had no roller coaster. I guess you can say he had a down year, 37-13 and 4,800 yards yeah, I, in a down year. But, Skip, you, you, you understand that. But what you've seen from Dak for his first six years. Okay, I, I got it. Worse, to your point, now I'm getting to the crux of my issue, he has crumbled down the stretch of his last two full seasons. Yes. Because he, it was shortened in the middle season, got shortened by the career-threatening ankle right, injury. Right, 2019, yes. he got hurt. In the but, but 20, well. 2020 no, got hurt. He got yes, 2020 So got I'm talking about 2019 and 2020. Yeah, when he created that and lost to the Eagles. We had nosedives at the end of the year right. both times. Yes. Both times. Yes. And it was, to me, Kyler-esque. Mm -hmm. So right now, right here, right now, as we approach – Another great NFL season. The two quarterbacks on the hottest seats to me are Dak Prescott in Dallas and Kyler Murray in Arizona because they both got paid, obviously Dak a year ago. Right. But Kyler just got paid. And what do they have in common? Both of them have fallen on their face masks down the stretch right. two straight years. And the irony of what I'm saying is Kyler actually played one good game down the stretch last year, and guess where it was? Dallas. Where he always lights it up when he goes <laughs> home to Dallas – to Jerry World, right. he lit them up. That right. was the best game he played in his last, what, six or eight games. Right. And once again, Dak didn't play very well. And you know the litany of damage that he did to this team, starting with your Denver Broncos at Kansas City when he had the ball 12 times Raiders and scored four goals in the Raiders. Arizona wasn't very good, and we get all the way to the conclusion, which was San Francisco. He wasn't very good against the 49ers. True. He was flat in the first half, and he it was too little too late with the rally, and then he held the ball too long on the very last play, even though the official couldn't get it set. But but it was just typical. It was the typical fitting end to a Dak season. Right. So my point to you is both both Kyler and Dak have lost some weapons. Obviously, D-Hop's going to be gone for what is six, it, games. six games. So uh, Amari's going to be gone for 17 games in <laughs> exactly. Dallas. And Cedric Wilson's going to be gone for 17 games right. in Dallas. And, and you don't know when you're getting Michael, Michael Gallup, Gallup back. I don't know, four, six games. I don't know when. Right. I have no idea. So all of a sudden, it's starting to feel a little more like CD or bust. You do have Dalton Schultz, who's been franchise tagged. And I believe Tony Pollard will play a new role because I think you're going to have to use him in the slot some. Right. I watched him a lot at Memphis, and he was more of a receiver than a running back. Right. 
He's got electricity to him, as you've seen on yeah. the returns. Yeah. So you got to get him in space with the ball in his hands. Right. So you got to use him as your new right. said Wilson. I, yeah. I believe. So what? Okay. So uh, are you count on Tolbert? You count on no, Noah Brown? No, zero and zero. <laughs> I just don't count it. Whatever they would give me would be gravy. Okay. okay. So the the pressure is is being heaped more than ever yes. on number four. Yes, because, absolutely. Because I'm with you on Zeke. I try, I hope, I, I hope this is like a contract year for him. It's a last hurrah. I, I hope he gives me one last Give the man to drop 50 I, from his high to I, what he is now. I mean, he was, at one, he, was at, he was at 108, now he's down to 59. That is correct. And it dropped it every, all six years. It went down, down. We're talking about yards per yes. game. And if it goes down to 47... Then Dak's gonna be flying solo. Yeah. Was he somewhat a product of Zeke in his first two or three years? Did yes. he ride shotgun for Zeke? Did right. he get to go along for a ride? And, for but Zeke? I think the thing is, Skip, is that is that when Zeke's not going and they're not running the football early, they get away from it. Now when you fall behind by, you know, 10, 14 points, you have to throw, you neutralize your own running game because you got to get back into the ball game. And that's what kind of what we've seen, Skip, is that they fall woefully behind. And what does Dak have to do? End up throwing for 400-plus yards in order to get them back in the game. Well, well, Zeke is like, I only got seven carries. And I got five of them in the first, in the first quarter. Okay, so I got it. you're going to have to – the game is going to have to be closed in order for you to use your running game because if you continuously fall behind like the Cowboys have done over the last three years, yes, Dak – oh, Dak was unbelievable. You see – what? He's thrown for the most 400-yard game, Skip, over the last, what, two or three seasons. Yep. But – Okay. He doesn't have a whole lot of wins to show for him. Okay, now I'm going to go one level deeper with Stephen Jones. Shrewd operator Stephen Jones. <laughs> there may be uh, a method to, little method to the madness, a little hidden agenda here. He is also heaping more pressure on his quarterback because they paid him with gritted teeth. Yeah. For the longest, I don't think they were sold on him as their long-term answer at quarterback. And to your point... They, they waited and they waited and they finally just gave in and gave up and said, pay him. What, whatever we got to pay him, whatever the going rate is, let's pay him. But Jerry admitted at the press conference. Yeah. He looked at him. He's sitting next to him. You, you, you got you me. Mean? I overpaid you. Right. He said that publicly. Yeah. I had to overpay you. Yeah. You better be glad okay. he did. Can you imagine if he had to do it, do his contract right now? What do you well, go? Okay. Okay. He'd be, I, I, you'd I be it. sick for real. But, but with all the upfront bonus money, Dak made $75 million last yeah. year. That, that's like absurd amount of money for what he has given me yeah. and us, Cowboy Nation. And guess what? Before you know it, he's going to be back at the table again. And then what you going to say? Okay. Well, well, maybe if he get, say no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, but but okay. What if he get? What if he gets you to the championship game? Will you? Okay, if he well, gets you to the championship game, do you feel that the seventy-five million that he yes, got? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I would like to go get me to the Super Bowl. You don't have to win no, it. No. Get me there. You become insufferable. Well, I haven't been to a championship game since nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, really. Think about that. Ninety-five. That's like the Browns haven't won a playoff game since ninety-four when they just broke a, through. Think about it. Yeah. How you come out here when they win a game or they beat somebody good? Yeah. How you act? Can you imagine if they were to win a Super Bowl oh. while you are, while you're on in in that seat? This seat? Yes. It would lift. Yeah, exactly. The ceiling it, into heaven. You talk about insufferable beyond insufferable. Yep. Ernestine, Ernestine's like, I look, I'm going to get me an Airbnb. I'm, well, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not staying here for at least a month. Well, somebody sitting across from me would have to retire. Yeah, I'm right? bad. You have to go find something else to do because I would be flying solo every day. It would, it would, it, there's no question in my mind, it would mean more. It would do more for you 
if the Cowboys won a Super Bowl as opposed to if Tom Brady won number eight? You'd be happy like, oh, he did it again. But if the Cowboys? Oh, hey, I, I grew up on Roger Staubach. I, 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 I did. I, I know what that feel felt like. It felt like I can't remember. Right. It was so long ago. So conclusion here is, this is a show me for Dak Prescott. Yeah. This is this is it. He lost his baby fat. He's in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. He says that. Yeah, Stephen yeah. doesn't yeah, say that. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. And he's finally completely healthy. Right. And he did have the quote-unquote injury excuse down the stretch because the best throw he made last year was the walk-off throw at New England to CeeDee Lamb that beat the Patriots in overtime. And on that very play, he steps wrong and pulls his calf muscle. And according to him and them, he was never quite the same down the stretch. Are you giving him an injury excuse? I'm not. Nope. But, but the, at least he had that. Zeke has the injury excuse of, I had a sprained PCL or what? Right. I, I don't know. I'm not buying that one either. But now it's time to show me because you have to show me with far less than you had a year Correct. ago. Okay? And, but, but we've been talking about that, Skip. They're not, they're not a better team than the team that lost in the wild card round against the 49ers. They're not a better team. They're a worse team. Yes. And for once, you, you can't be a product of the weapons around you. You can't go along for the ride and be a game-managing quarterback. Yeah, you have, to, you have to be an initiator. You're going to have to lift up this whole offense. You're going to have to reconnect with a CD that I don't think you've had great rapport with. You're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. You're going to have to throw some more balls into tighter windows that hopefully get caught by the receivers you do have left. And you're not going to have the bludgeon running game that you used to have for those first three years. Zeke, right. you, you could, he was doing Ohio State stuff. Right. Right? Yeah. And that was the thing. The Cowboys could get the lead on you, Skip, and yeah. then they'd run the ball, run the air out of the ball in Down the fourth quarter. The so you didn't – yeah, they, they didn't worry about putting the ball in there hey. because Tyron Smith and, and Zach Martin and, and the center, Frederick, were at their apex. They're at the peak of their powers. Okay. Well, they're not anymore. No, 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 they're no. on their last leg. Maybe not Zach, but Tyron yeah. Smith feels like he's on his last legs. And I have questions about Beatish at center, and I have questions about Tyler Smith, a rookie starting at left guard. Is he going to lead the league in holding penalties? And steal out at right tackle is still an undrafted free agent. I don't care how you slice and dice right. it. It's just he, he's going to be what he, he was. Right. He's not Lyle Collins, and he's not Tyron Smith. So it's not what it was. That rookie year, that was some magic yeah. because he fell out of heaven into their laps from right. the fourth round along with Zeke. Right. And Zeke has a magical year. As you said, average 108 yards rushing a game, led the league by far, and he could also catch it and run with it, as we saw at Pittsburgh when he had the long... 80-yard screen pass. Yep. And all of a sudden, all of that's gone. Right. the, The onus, the spotlight, the responsibility falls all on the shoulder pads now of the quarterback. Yes, yes. Number four. He's going to have to be exceptional. He's going to have to be consistent. And, and it's, again, it's between him and Kyler who has the most pressure. But because he plays for America's team, yeah. he does. Yes. Right? But, Skip, if he has this team in contention with the, with the, the, yep. the lack of weapons that he has, he's going to be in the MVP discussion. Well, he, sure he would. Well, I think he was for, what, six games last year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and, again, they did lead the league in points and yards last year. Yeah. But they piled it up early, and then they hung on for dear life. Yeah, piled up against that division, okay. averaging 40. Okay. Well, they so if you average 40 over six games in that division, look at you. Look okay. at you. All right. You're well, third of the way home. All right. Their schedule is still pretty easy. The 
problem is so is Philadelphia's because they're playing the same sort of schedule. Yeah. Right? Okay. Here we go. It's on But y'all starting the season with an L, so I'm good. Well, I, I give you that one. Well, as soon as the quarterback, hopefully the quarterback can get back real soon. We need him to play. Okay, we do need they're not, him to get back yeah, play. We, They're not beating with no Kyle Trask or no, nope. uh, uh, I don't I forget the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard. Blaine, oh, Blaine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no. blame Gabbard. Blame, yeah, exactly. Right. No, you're not beating You're not beating the Cowboys. Gentlemen, it guys. is certainly how you finish. No doubt about that. Hey, speaking of which, do you think the Lakers win another championship with LeBron as the Go. centerpiece for the purple and gold? What? We're going to dive into the possibilities of that coming up next. No mercy. Palinka, speaking on LeBron, signing that two-year $97 million extension yesterday. Palinka said, quote, LeBron is a generational basketball player who has proven to be even more impactful as a human being. We are thrilled to continue our partnership with him, ensuring he's a driving force of Lakers culture for years to come. The Lakers platform has proved again and again to be an ideal place for the game's all-time greats to thrive and achieve. We are thankful LeBron has experienced the power of that. With his transcendent talent, unrivaled passion, and dedication to causing powerful change in our society, LeBron continues to cement his legacy in Los Angeles and around the globe. Some pretty powerful words mm-hmm. from Palenka. Shannon, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much do you like what he said? I love what he said. I gave it a 10 mm. because it's all true. Um, LeBron changes the expectations of hoping to win to expecting to win. Even at age 37, Skip, he's still one of the uh, four or five best players in all of the league. I don't think he's the best player. That distinction goes to Giannis. For me, um, you can de- we can debate that another day in time, but he's still one- he's the face of the NBA and still one of the faces of the NBA around the world. So, Skip, you look, you can have all the talent in the world, but if the culture isn't right. We saw that in Brooklyn, right? They had three top 10 players, three top 12 players, And one of them wanted to leave, and they still had two, and it got them nowhere. And so for me, Skip, he establishes a culture within an organization. You see it's being reported. Before they go to training camp, he's already trying to set something up, the team, where they can go on their own. No coaches, none of that other stuff. This looked like it's going to be headed to San Diego, could be uh, Las Vegas. But that's that's, that's what LeBron James brings. That's what comes with the LeBron James. Now, everybody's like, well, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Do you remember what the Lakers were before LeBron showed up? The five seasons before LeBron came, the Lakers had the worst record in the league and had missed the playoffs five straight seasons. He's been here two years. He's missed the playoff twice. He's won a title, and he's been to the playoff the other time. So two times in the playoff, two times out of the playoffs, and he's won a title. The five years before that, they had the worst record in the NBA, and they had missed the playoff Five straight times. So all you guys, Laker Nation, out there bumping your gum, talking about LeBron ain't do this and LeBron ain't do that. Just remember what you were before he got here. Mm. So he's still the GOAT. At 30, at, at about to be 38 years old, yep. can still bust people's heads. Mm. Can drop 56 on you, ask the Warriors. Can drop 50 on you. As uh, uh, the Wizards mm. can give you 30 a night on a nightly basis. No. That's what he averaged, ain't it? Yep. Okay, then. He can also give you 33 no. as in wins, 33 and 49. I bet it, I'm going to say it again. 33 and 49 is what LeBron's team was last year. Won't be that this year, though. We update resumes. That's what we do. We update resumes. <sighs> Shannon Sharp. Yeah. This was a resounding statement from the general manager. Did he lie? 
No, he didn't lie at all. But he carefully omitted one key detail. There was no reference in in all that Jin read, and and it is some some high-minded praise. It it is some... it's almost revolutionary for a GM to, to issue a statement like this about a player while he's still playing. Yeah, right? that, that, that's okay. what you do. Okay, I got it. But carefully omitted is any reference to winning. Not, not at any point does he say, I'm so thankful LeBron gives us another great chance to win another championship and, and hoist another you don't, Let me ask you a question. You don't believe he gives a skip. What's understood doesn't need to be spoken. Well, yeah, it does. No, now, it does not. After you no, it the, does not. You, you missed the play-in tournament last year. The play-in, it needs to be re-emphasized. We signed this man to win us another championship, and, and that is completely and I think carefully omitted. That, look, everybody knows what they expect. Skip, you play for the Lakers. That, 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 ex, that expectations, even when LeBron is gone, and it might, it might dim for a little, they expect that's the Lakers. You expect to win titles. Mm. I don't need I don't need to say that. It's understood. Well, you should almost guarantee it. No, you can't. There's no guarantees in sports. Well, okay, I got it. But you're the Lakers. The Lakers should all but guarantee in a statement from the GM that re-signing LeBron for two more years gives you two more great chances to win championships. Understood. No. Well, you think they resigned them? So let me ask you a question. Did they, did, do you think Tampa? Tampa didn't have to put Tom Brady, oh, we look forward to winning with Tom Brady. It was understood. That's Tom Brady. He comes to win. <laughs> they were the Suckineers. That they had the worst winning percentage of any team in any sport, in any sport, in their career, in their lifetime. The worst winning percentage in all of sports you, until the GOAT came did you not, did you not see what happened? Did you not see what the Lakers were the five years before LeBron got there? The five years before he got there, they would have had the worst record in the NBA. So think about that now. When you talk about the Knicks or the Kings or these teams at Orlando, that's what the Lakers were before LeBron got there. Okay, and now it feels like that was five years ago. How long ago was it? Three, four years ago? Four, he got there in 2019. Okay, four years ago. It's feeling like ancient history now. LeBron has done what he can do. I don't believe that he in and of himself is capable at going on 38 in year 20 of lifting this team to a championship by himself. He's going to need help that he doesn't have right now. And well, I don't AD, see it on the way. Well, he got, he got that uh, 2018, you know, 2018. Yeah. Right, after he right, lost right. right. Yeah. Okay. But no, no, he got that. I just need AD to give me 70. AD, give me 70. Okay, that'd be 70 games. About. Give me 68 games. Yep. AD, give me 68 games. You got a shot. You in trouble. I'm not in trouble. You are in deep you, trouble. You, you are the one in trouble. Okay. And I think Rob Polinka knows he's in trouble because the first line is LeBron is a generational basketball player who has proven to be even more impactful as a human being. I agree with that. I'm with you on that. But in, in your opening salvo, you don't need to hang your hat on that because you're camouflaging the fact that we're not really in the winning well, business Skip, anymore. So I, need, so I need to tell you, the man that's been to 10 finals, in 19 seasons, he went to eight in a row. I need to say, well, he's about winning. Has been to past tense. Hold has on. Been to. Name the place that he's gone to that he hasn't gone to the finals. Okay. Name the place that he's gone to that he didn't win the finals. 
Name the place. He goes to Miami, he wins two. He goes back to Cleveland, he wins one. He goes to the Lakers, and in the second year, he wins another. So everywhere he goes, he show, if he shows up on your doorstep, good things are going to happen. Past tense. Oh, oh, oh so, we, so past tense is not good. Don't you ever mention Kevin Durant and tore on the line again. That's past tense. Well, I know well he's nothing. still in his prime. LeBron's not in his prime, even by your own confession and, and LeBron, concession. LeBron's not in his prime, and he still averaged more points and rebounds than Kevin Durant, and he's not in his prime. Well, it was barely, barely. And I, I, I don't see that you got no, We don't do that, Skim, here. Well, at least Kevin lifted his team into the playoffs. He didn't even have to go through the playoffs. And play he tried either. to lift himself up out of there. Okay. LeBron right. ain't never requested no trade, has he? To your recollection, to the best of your recollection. No. He didn't need to. He took advantage of the system as it fell into his lap. Kevin Durant didn't take advantage of the system. He had an opportunity to leave OKC. He left and went to Golden State. He, he had an opportunity to leave Golden State and go to Brooklyn. He did that. But in the process, I want you to tell me when was the time that he openly, I'm not saying that he didn't have something to do with David Black getting fired, but he ain't never said, is it going to be him or me? Mm. Do you want him or do you want me? We're top heavy as you know what. You are. Yeah, we were. He didn't lie. You better change it, or I'm. That, 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 that's what that was. <laughs> You're was implying ultimatum, and you you knew it was right yeah. between the lines. Let me ask you a question: Does LeBron James give the Lakers the best chance to win a title? A simple yes or a simple no will suffice. As opposed to what? Kevin Durant? Does he what? get? Does he get? First of all, Kevin Durant can't get win no titles outside of Golden State. We've seen that. We saw eight we years. We that. saw eight years, nine years of OKC. <laughs> We saw three. I saw a toenail on the line. Well, no, 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 past his, past his. I'm just saying, you said he's not capable of. They were going to go win the championship. No, no, they were. If that shot is good, if it's a three, it's over. Skip, you do realize that's the Bucks are eliminated, and the Bucks are going on to win the championship. That means Kevin Solo was going to go win the championship. Skip. He was going to go beat the Suns. You do realize that was the second round. Have you, it's been too long since I saw this. A toenail, a little toenail on the line. Is this not one of the great clutch shots the, that should have ended look, a game seven? Skip, how many times we should saw LeBron? Ended a game Skip, seven. How many times we see LeBron James look, look make those that. shots? How many uh, times? Maybe three in 20 years? No, we saw that in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. He beat Orlando with a three. He beat the Indiana Pacers game with seven, a three. Game seven? Game seven? Game no, seven? No, Skip, no, no, no. A playoff. Okay, your guy got eliminated. Mm. My guy hit the shot that kept us alive. Mm. Against Orlando, and then what happened? We lost. He shrank as usual. The guy, four, five, and six. The man, every every time it comes to games, four, five, and six against Boston, against Dallas, against Orlando, four, five, and six. Where oh, are you, oh, LeBron? Hold on, just my, my, my pen. Got to get my pen right. APB. Hold on. The man said, "Like, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go look up LeBron. LeBron averaged thirty-eight, eight, and eight against Orlando. And Skip Bayless said the man pulled a disappearing act. Yeah, go look what he shot from three. Go look." Skip, Please. go look what he shot from the field. The man was 38, 8, and 8. Yeah, he made the shot turn around the world in you game saw that two did. against Orlando. Did yeah, I see it? I just yeah, fell out of my chair. yeah. When the ball gets inbounded and there's no time left on the see? clock and he has no time to think except you just got to shoot it. And Turgaloo is, is like playing off him like he's going to drive it. There's one second left. You don't. You you just get up in it. So, no, you, Turgaloo's six so, eight. He could have at least so you, gotten a hand up. No, yeah. With LeBron elevate, it's oh, over. Really? What about the, the one against Indiana? Over Steph and took the shot to win Game One of twenty eight. What about what about no, Indi remember Indiana? Do you I? remember Indiana when he mm -hmm. rolls up or the kiss off the glass against the baby dinosaurs? The, the accident. They no accident. He do that. He did not. 
he was so deep and he accidentally kisses nah, him off the glass nah, and nah, makes it? Nah, because he know, hey, he know, odds were on he, know, he know the American dollar is transferable in Canada. Yeah. So he the ATM was open. Yeah. He kissed it off the glass. He had it in one hand, too. Yeah. Kissed it off the glass. Yeah, like the, the shot he made <laughs> against the Wizards at Wizards where he <laughs> fell out of bounds. <laughs> You remember that? We called did, it. Did he call? Called glass? it. No. Called it. No. Glass Made up because he, he blew a little bunny lay up on one end. He like, ah, oh, man. Uh -huh. He said, man, hey, I'm gonna make up for it. He said, K Love, take this ball out of bounds, throw it to my left hand because that's the I'm gonna have him on my back. Throw it to his left and just wheel. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> now back to this outrageously. <laughs> you a hater. Over the top statement that that actually. But you said it he didn't lie. The single most important issue, he did not say LeBron is going to win us another championship. It's all about driving force of Lakers culture. Thank you. Transcendent talent, unrivaled uh, passion. He's going to cement his legacy. Well, he's going to pass Kareem. That's how he's going to do it. the all-time leader. Cement him. So what's the name of the series on HBO? It's the magic phrase, winning time. Yeah. Right? Winning time. There's no more winning time in L.A. Now it's promoting time. Oh, so, it's ratings but, time. But, but I'm asking you a question. It's selling you, time. You said that before. You yep. said that it's he was winning You time. said he wasn't going to win. He won. Yeah. He got four titles. Huh. And a finals MVP. Winning time. Is it winning time or just promoting time? What time you is gotta it? you got to promote. The, the ratings are going to be sensational. What, he said, well, what, time yeah. is it what time is it in Brooklyn? Yeah, one thing about LeBron, he rates. That's all he does. He wins. He doesn't win. He all rates. he does is win, win, uh, win, no matter what. No, uh, really? Yes. 33. He won 33 did he times win a, last year. Has he won a, Did he hang Banner 17 and, and when, in La La Land? Last year's season was on the line against Jens Pelicans at the Crypt. What happened on a Sunday night? LeBron no-show. When the season was go. on the line, you're down 0-2 and you back in your building. What happened? Mm. You remember game three? Which, what are we talking about? Kevin now? Durant against the Celtics. Uh. The season is on the line. Mm. You can save it. What do he do? He Kyrie'd. No, 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 no. We're not talking about Kyrie. No, no, that's not what we do. You blaming Kyrie. See how you do that every time? Every time I get you in the crosshairs about Kevin Durant, you talk about Kyrie. You talk about James Harden. You talk about Russ. They got nothing to do with this. This is all about your guy. Mm. I, I see Rob didn't mention Westbrook in here. <laughs> Can you why? It ain't about no Westbrook, Westbrook. Even though we are stuck with Russell Westbrook, that's what this should have been. He wasn't the one signing the extension. Why we got to mention him? Even though LeBron is no longer capable of lifting us to a championship... That's the kind of language I want to see written into this. Is KD capable of losing team to a championship? Well, sure he is. How, you, how do we know that? How do we know that? We just know because he almost did it two years no, ago. Almost? Mm -hmm. We're in sports is almost good enough in sports. Well, we're in sports. Does somebody come in day after day and sit right over there in that chair unless it was an imposter? Because I think it was the real Shannon Sharp yeah. telling me it's one on five. I don't know how he's no, doing it. LeBron has spent, spent the better part of his career one on five. Really? Do you remember those teams in Cleveland? That team that he got to the finals? Yeah. That team that he got, let me ask you a question. The team that he took to the finals against mm -hmm. the San Antonio Spurs, was it better or worse than the team that Kevin Durant had last year? Mo Williams was an all-star. Was he better than Kyrie? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. He was an all-star. Okay. Was pretty good. Okay. And then what happened? They lost four straight games. They didn't even come close. You lost. Hold on. So let me ask you a question. Who was better? The Boston Celtics, led by Jason Tatum, or the San Antonio Spurs, led by Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. Mm. Now, you tell me which team was better. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and my guy was 22. Yeah. My guy was 22 years old. 
Yeah, the same Celtics you bet on to win the finals and who self-destructed and, and set turnover records during the NBA finals they, thanks to your guy, Jason Turnover. They did all that yep. against your team and beat the brakes off you, mm. turning the ball over and everything and still beat the brakes off you. So what does that tell you about your team? That my team was a psychological mess. I don't know what the psychological is. Kevin Durant strength. had already decided that Kyrie had betrayed him and Kevin already See, won it out go, and played that. Stop blaming Kyrie! Can you a grown man? Well, what did you tell me? They're tired of his bull job. They tired. Of, they tired of you bringing up the excuse that Kevin Durant foot was on the line too. That's what they well, tired. It, of. It's not excuse. It's a fact. It was. No, no, it wasn't a fact. They yeah. lost. What a great shot that was. What about game? Game? Oh, skip game seven in your building. Did you know that since LeBron came into the league? No one has even come close to missing as many late and close shots as LeBron James. As, nobody's as, even close. As, nobody's as, in the ball and nobody is close to going as many finals. Since LeBron has come into oh. the league, nobody has gone to as many finals as won as many MVPs, as won his finals MVPs as him. Boy, those years, it was a cakewalk through that. That was a cakewalk. <laughs> he was a cakewalk. Those baby dinosaurs. We made them. They were mm. T-Rexes. Mm. They had the number one seed. Yep. We the one that turned them into baby dinosaurs. Mm. We the one that became LeBronto. Mm. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, we LeBronto. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed. Y'all are feeling it this morning, and I love every second of it. We will get a pretty good litmus test for the Lakers yeah. early on. They yeah. open against the Warriors, and then they face their crosstown rivals. Oh, that would be Oh, we'll be the break. All right. No mercy. Sunday, two of the league's most electrifying quarterbacks take center stage. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens clashing with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in an NFL preseason showcase. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on Fox and your Fox Sports app. In that game, don't miss your chance to win $10,000 of Terry Bradshaw's money on the Fox Bet Super 6 app. 80,000 winners have won over $6.5 million to date. Scan that QR code, download the app, and your six picks for your free chance at the jackpot. All right, during the Cowboys' joint practice with the Chargers, ugh, take a look. Trayvon Diggs going viral on social media. The Dallas corner was guarding Pro Bowl wideout Keenan Allen as Justin Herbert found him for the touchdown. That ball whizzing right past Diggs' head. Woo, Shannon, how much should we read into that one play? Nothing. Um, you can see where he opens up. Um, basically, he's what he trying to do is trying to plaster the guy. He doesn't want to lose sight of, of Keenan Allen. And uh, once Keenan Allen stops, Trayvon Diggs, oh, well, they're not throwing him the ball. <laughs> and that's what, he, that's what I think is Skip, because, you know, Keenan Allen doesn't do anything. He runs, and he sees that he's opened up. He's trying to take away the, the seven route, which is a corner route. You see how it opens up. He said, no, nah, you're not getting that. And then he stops. And then Justin Herbert throws a dart. There are not very many quarterbacks in the NFL that would throw that ball. There are very few that's going to throw it with the accuracy in which Herbert did on the move. I'm not reading anything into that. There's nothing because that was, that's the technique that he was that he's going to use in that situation. The one thing you don't want to do, Skip, what did they tell you? Get your eyes out of the backfield, son. Stop watching the quarterback. Guard your man. Well, he's looking at his man. His man pulls up. That's the great relationship that he had, that a quarterback wide receiver. They see it the exact same way. Hey, I'm going to pull up. I'm gonna put it on his back shoulder. He'll never see it. He'll never see it happen. They got bigger issues with Trayvon Diggs than that play because he is a feast or famine cornerback. Mm. He's gonna get his. He got tremendous ball skill. He had, he was a receiver. He went to college as a receiver, so he has exceptional hands. His brother's pretty good too. His brother's pretty good, but Skip, he's gonna give it up because he's gonna guess. He's gonna take too many risks, and that's why he gave up a thousand yards 
to receivers because he's going to take chance. That's the reason why he had, what, 10 or 11 interceptions, but he's going to give it to you on the back end. He's going to give it. He's going to take it away. But I'm not reading anything into that because I don't really know what else. That's the way uh, he played it. It looked like they were trying to run a sprint option or something. He opens up to take that away from him, and then uh, uh, Keenan Allen just stops, and Herbert puts it on his back shoulder. So I don't, I don't read it. I don't take anything in, out of that. So Twitter is a funny beast because <laughs> this play trended all day it did. yesterday. And it's because a lot of Cowboy fans took this as the first sign of we're going to get torched. Our secondary is extremely torchable. And I don't think it's extremely torchable, but it is part and parcel of what can go wrong with this young man. Yeah. He's still a very young man. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first thing that strikes me about this play is I don't think Trevon Diggs is very into covering Keenan Allen because it's half-hearted at best. What, what corner on – on what's a pretty short route, face guards the route. I mean, I I get don't don't get caught looking in the back, right? But but you have to be in position to 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 have some vision of where the ball's coming from. Well, it right? must be Skip. I think it's I think it's a goal line. It's almost like it's almost like the catch, where what Dwight Clark he goes and he uncovers. But the thing is, is that you watch watch Keenan Allen. He just stops. So Trayvon Diggs said, "Oh, he ain't about to do." <laughs> but Dix turns his back to the cornerback, right. which I don't see very often. Right. And by the way, speaking of the catch, it, it's fitting because that was Everson Walls well, getting beaten as right. a rookie Guess while right. leading right. the league it in intercept. interceptions. But here's the thing, Skip. Everson tried to pass it off to the safety. And the safety, and then once he realized that all oh, the safety, and then he, he it was too late, though. But then, Skip, I'm I don't sure really. Mike Downs yeah, was the safety. Skip, I don't, really, I don't really know because if, he, if he's facing the quarterback, Play, because it's kind of hard, Skip, to, to face the quarterback on, on a goal line situation yeah. and keep your eye on the receiver because they can do all of that stuff. I just don't really know. I thought it looked like he was plastered, and like you said, it wasn't a very aggressive plaster. And a situation like that, he doesn't like, he's not physical, so he doesn't like to put hands on people. He does not. He likes to play off and clue guests. He okay, does. route running. Okay, I'm a pattern read type of guy. Okay, I see this guy coming with the shallow. I see that guy going away. Okay, you're finna run the end cut. Let me jump that. Okay. So he's more of that type of a guy, Skip, but so I'm not reading too much. The way it. I see this kid is he can be unconventional in his approaches. He can be a little goofy like he's on another planet half the time, but I do think he has some creative cornerback genius going on up right. there where he, he's seeing things you're not. He's trying things he shouldn't try. He's always he, trying to bait you, yeah, Skip. Right. He's, al he's always trying to bait you like, oh, man, ah. Oh. Like they play the two-by-one, he see the goal. He's like, oh, let me stay right here. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I've been hit the seam. and say, no, you're not. I'm going to overlap it. So that's, that's the way he likes to play. And, you know, he's rewarded with, what, seven inter 11 interceptions. I think he was first-team All-Pro. But, Skip, he's going he's gonna to leave you scratching your head when you least it. Like, bruh. He will because he does clue, he does gamble, <laughs> and he does bait, and it works. Sometimes it will it, it will build it boosts your numbers because it puts you in more positions yeah. to intercept balls. It puts you in way more possessions to get scorched. Yes, and he got scorched more than any cornerback in the league. Skip, last year. you remember the, the uh, New England game? He gets the pick six, and then he comes back, comes right back, back and gives up an 80 yard I know, like like a ridiculous one. You're right. You're like, bro, yeah. wh why? Okay, that's why I can't love him. That's why I campaigned for my team to draft Patrick Sertan, who's now on your team. Mm -hmm. If if they had, eleven from heaven would not have fallen into our laps. Right. 
but right. I needed a legitimate, bona fide textbook Pro Bowl corner opposite him, and then maybe I could kind of live better with him. Now he's my best corner, and he can also be my worst. Well, here's the thing. If you can still generate pressure, it greatly, and he understands, Skip, and that's what corners do. They know if I can generate pressure, I can take chances because the ball is going to have to come out really quick. You're not going to have time to pat the ball. You're not going to have time to take five and a hitch because five and a hitch gets you hit in the back of the head. So he understands that if you can generate pressure. So he's going to take chances. It's like Terrell Buckley the, uh, when he played with him. Yeah. He, he said, look, there are more stops and slants than there are goal routes in the playbook. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take my chances and jump one of those and that you don't have the double move called on me. Mm -hmm. And so I know if I got pressure, well, he had Reggie. He had a lot of these guys that could generate pressure. He knows I, you ain't, you're not going to take five and a hitch. You're going to take five and a hitch, you're going to get you hit in the back of the head. So the ball has to come out fairly quickly. And that's what they did last year. Remember, Skip, they led the league in takeaways. They did. They could generate pressure. Now, if you put Anthony Barr into the starting lineup and you put Michael Parsons back in his natural position, now you might have an opportunity. He might even take more chances. He'd say, because Michael's going to get home. That is true. I agree. So the irony of this throw from Justin Herbert was, all in all, big picture, it was a very dangerous throw because you're throwing it past the ear hole of the guy who led the whole league in interceptions yeah. last year. It, it's like, good luck with that one. But he but, knows. But, but Diggs it, never turns slightly to find the football. And he knows in that situation, the cornerback's not going to turn around. He's never going to turn he, around. He, he's gambling <laughs> on that. He, he know, because the last thing you want to do, Skip, you turn around and guess what? The receiver moves on you. And the, the, the coach is going like, son, what the hell are you doing? Why, why, why would you stop playing? So he knows that's what you try to do. The guy has his back to you. He can't see what the quarterback doing. You know what your quarterback's going to do. And Keenan Allen did a great job, Skip. He waited till the very last minute because a lot of a lot of cornerbacks play your eyes and they play your hands. They see your eyes get big. I now agree. all of a sudden they're going to come with a swipe. Keenan Allen just like. It, it, it looked like Keenan Allen's <laughs> eyes told Trevon, I'm giving up on this play yes. because I'm out of it. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not even in his sight. And, and watch Keenan Allen. Yep. The very, skip Last the very, second. <laughs> yeah. And just snatches it. And it had some mustard on it yes. because that kid can He can throw. throw the ball. And, and, he's and he can throw it on the run, too. It's, it's a bullet. <laughs> There are not very many quarterbacks in the league that will make that throw or attempt that throw and definitely not throw it with the accuracy in which he threw it with. Look at this. He on the move. He never pulls up. He never stops. And that's what they teach you on that play. You can't pull up because the, uh, the, the backside is unblocked. So you got to keep coming or you're going to hit you in the back of your head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think Trevon Diggs was all that into that play. I just don't. I think he was going through the motions. Well, and unfortunately, he does that on occasion. Well... I'm stuck with that because, remember, they drafted in the second round Kelvin Joseph because he's supposed to be the other starting corner. Right. And he's had off-the-field right. issues and on-the-field issues. But he can't beat Anthony Brown out. Can't beat him out because Anthony Brown is pretty good until you get on Thanksgiving Day against <laughs> Derek Carr, hey, he, and he's got three pass interferences. The, the thing is, Skip, you can't – a lot of times these guys panic. They're in perfect position, yep. but they panic and they end up grabbing and they run into the guy, and all you got to do is just locate the ball. But in that situation right there, that's a goal line situation, Skip. You ain't locating no ball. No. Locate the ball is going to be in the official hand. He got <laughs> he doing this to you. Well, Skip, uh, if it's, it's any something. consolation to the Cowboy fans out there, your fifth rounder, Deron Bland, has looked very promising yeah. in these what joint practices. Mean? He's growing leaps and bounds every day.
All right, more NFL questions ahead, everybody. Should the Browns go after Jimmy G? The answer to that coming up when we return. No mercy. The number one most watched window in all of college football is Big Noon Saturday. And it doesn't get bigger than number one Alabama versus Texas to kick us off. Start every Saturday with the Big Noon kickoff. Then the day's best matchup all season long, only on Fox. Jacoby Brissett will be tasked with filling in with Deshaun Watson's during his suspension. Brissett's former teammate, Jimmy Garoppolo, has been linked as maybe a possible alternative, though, for Cleveland. He is not practicing with the 49ers. They're still mulling over whether to trade him or release him. Shannon, weigh in here. Do you think Cleveland should make a trade for Jimmy G? I do because I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, I believe that when the Browns sound, signed Jacoby Brissett, they were anticipating somewhere between a four and six game suspension for Deshaun Watson. Four and six game skip. Let's just say for the sake of argument, he's two and four. He's three and three at worst case scenario. We still have 11 games with Deshaun to right the ship, make the playoffs, possibly win the division. Now you got 11 games. If you look at uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett last year, he was two and three as a starter in Miami, 14 and 23 in his career. Jimmy G, nine and six last year, 33 and 14 in his career. I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. I believe he would account for at least, at bare minimum, two more wins than Jacoby Brissett. So the, the question is, Skip, what, are the, what is the draft compensation that I'm going to have to give up to get him? And, third, and second of all, how much does Jimmy G want? So because now, Skip, yeah, I'm, I'm a valuable commodity because at first it wasn't, nobody, hey, it wasn't nobody really interested in trading for me. Now there's a situation where somebody might be interested. My value is a little higher. The 49ers are like, hey, damn, ain't nobody out there wanting Jimmy G. Oh, Cleveland, we got a guy for you. What, what you what, can we get a fifth? Can we get a, yeah. I, I think maybe for a fifth rounder, Cleveland probably not going to want to go with a fifth rounder. But you can get uh, uh, whatever you got for Baker. I mean, so maybe a fifth or a sixth round pick. I think Baker went for a sixth, right? Fifth. Fifth. Okay, yeah. well, you just got it. You got an extra fifth. Give it up. Turn it right. over to us. I agree. I got you. <laughs> okay, I got two issues operating. Here. Okay. The first one's big picture. We have all been dragged through such mud over the whole Deshaun situation. <laughs> it's gotten a little hard for me today to sort of root for the Browns to, to figure it out <laughs> in the interim. Right. It's just hard to root at this point. So it's hard to dredge up much passion for Go Browns, you got the most cap space of anybody out there because they're not paying Deshaun much this year. I right. think they have $49 million. Right. So they have the money to pay Jimmy G. Right. They have the fifth-round pick, as you suggest. They could just move it right along. And it's possible that the 49ers are sort of at wit's end of trying to figure out how to get rid of Jimmy G without just cutting him. Right. And they might just say, okay. But we got to renegotiate that contract because it's $27 million, okay. Skip. They ain't paying him $27 million. No, but they would have to hope that he would see his way clear to be a stand-in, fill-in, interim quarterback yeah. because it, it's it's not the the most advantageous position for Jimmy G to go to because it's it's eleven and and done. That's right? okay, but you, they, they are going right back to Deshaun. But you possibly could get skip four or five games audition just for someone next year yeah. to possibly say, okay, Jimmy G looked really good in that situation. Maybe. Let us bring him in. It's, Skip, you're always on camera. You always, you always auditioning for. You always auditioning for the next job. Okay, are you sure his arm and shoulder are okay? Because he's coming off serious surgery. Yeah. Now, I don't know enough about his state of of health right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, how far along is in his rehab? Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. I mean, is that a big issue? Is that a concern? Oh, it definitely would. I mean, hey, it's hard to throw, it's hard to throw a football without your shoulder. Yeah. So, obviously, they would have to look into that, and they they get their doctors to take a look at him and says, okay, how close is he? Yeah. Is he ready to go now? How soon will he be ready to go if he's yeah. not ready to go now? Yes, those are all questions. Those are all, you know, questions so, that need to be asked and answered. Kobe Brissett is not bad, but he's not very good. No. That's the point. 14 and 23, and he's been playing for some pretty good football teams because yeah. he got to fill in for Brady a the little Colts, bit. And the the Colts, Colts were really good yes. at that point because when Andrew Luck was right, they were pretty right. Yes. And then Miami last year, that's they got a lot of firepower there, mm -hmm. and, and he wasn't very good for that. was his worst stint was for them last year. Correct. So what would you trust him to be this year? Not very good. Would they even – if they go forward with Jacoby Brissett, they are not going to be in playoff contention when Deshaun finally does return upon December 4th. You're going to have to rely heavily on your run game. You do have probably the you two do. best running back combinations in all of football. Yeah, although have one to... doesn't want to be there anymore, but go ahead. Yeah, yep. true. Uh, and your defense. Um, they, that defense, you got Denzel Ward, you got Jadavian Clowney, you got Miles Garrett. You got some nice pieces on that uh, uh, Greedy Williams. You got some nice pieces over there, Skip. So now you're saying... Being in a very similar situation when John goes down, Bubby has to come in. Uh, has to come in. Okay, Bubby, keep it in first. Just don't strip the gears. Hey, we're gonna play through TD. Hey, defense, y'all. Hey, y'all gonna have to, you know, y'all play a little, little, little tougher now. We ain't got number seven to work no magic, but and you, 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 you don't skip a beat. Yeah. But in this situation, Skip, I, I think you and I both agree. I think you believe Jimmy G is better than Jacoby well, Brissett. Sure he is. <laughs> and yet Jimmy G has a ceiling right. for him because he's not going to make that throw to win that game to get you there. But the problem is that Jacoby Brissett's ceiling is under J Jimmy G's ceiling. Is. Now to the ulterior motive emanating from across the table. <laughs> we have five cases of the Breakfast of Champions Night Mountain Dew bet on opening day Jimmy in G was, Charlotte. Jimmy G wouldn't start opening day? Well, I don't know. Why wouldn't he? You just said the man I, I got a bum shoulder. And you just said that this man is clearly better than Jacoby Brissett. Him, you said it so too. you are wishing and hoping that Jimmy G gets ready for opening day to give you a better chance to win your five cases that you're going to lose to Baker Mayfield because he is going to start for the Carolina Panthers. No, 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 no. Yes, Skip. yes, yes. I, I, I believe Jacoby Brissett could be Baker. That ain't, that ain't saying Oh, much. like that's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, no, that ain't saying well, Why don't you give me a couple points? No, then? I'm not going to huh? be able to do it. Oh, y'all favored. By a point and a half. Okay, well, give me the point and a half. We get three at home, so we're really not favored. Well, give right? me the point and a half. Then. No, there's no point and a half. <laughs> we were three-point underdogs until Baker took over, and all of a sudden, whoosh, it goes the other way because Baker has impact. Baker is a difference maker. Baker is a play a maker. Baker is not no difference maker. I don't know where, where you come up with this scenario that Baker Mayfield is a difference maker. I haven't seen a whole lot of difference that he's made in Cleveland. Well, he's about to make a whole big difference in Carolina because they're about to be a wild card team. And it starts on opening day with a big revenge, get back victory over the Cleveland Browns. Baker will be in his element. He, he will be in Baker heaven and he will channel his animosity into positive results. Oh, you hope so, huh? Well, you I don't hope so. I know so. Okay. I love this. Okay. I'm good to go. And you want Jimmy G to try to save your bacon. Y'all have a bunch of dew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all have a bunch of dew yes. on the hopes that for Skip, the Panthers will be the wild card. And Shannon, you ponied up the plate and said, no, no, it's going to be the Broncos. Broncos. 
We will find out. Time will tell. All right, Micah Parsons, 11 from heaven. Will he and that Cowboys <laughs> defense be able to maintain their elite status and their elite yes. form from last season? That and more coming up next. No mercy. Led by all pro players in Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, the Cowboys led the league in takeaways a season ago. They also returned assistant coach of the year, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. The Ringer predicts the Dallas defense will finish eighth this season. Shannon, we already know Skip has Micah Parsons' jersey on the way. So let's let you go first. That eighth-ranked prediction, too high, too low, or just right? I think it's a little too high. Um, I think they're going to take a step back defensively. Um, you have to go back to the early uh, Steel Curtains defense to find a defense that led the league in takeaways in back-to-back seasons. Um, I think Michael Parsons has an opportunity to be Defensive player of the year and take another step forward. But I just see Trayvon Diggs taking a step back. I just I just think people are going to take more of advantage of him, double move him a lot more often than what they did last year. It kind of seems he's always he's always looking um, um, to, to get something started early. I don't really see them right now. I, they got him wrecked ahead of the Steelers and ahead of the Titans. And I think the Steelers, the Steelers are always going to have a defense. They're known for defense. Even when they had Big Ben high-flying, the defense could always pressure the quarterback. So I think it's a little bit too high for me, Skip. Uh, I understand they lost Randy Gregory. Michael Barr, he can rush from the middle backer position, but that's really not what he's known for. He's a, basically a great tackling cover guy at the linebacker position. But I like Michael. Mm-hmm. You take Michael and you put him in his natural position, you will give him an opportunity to rush a little bit more. Um, but I, I just think they're going to take a step back this year. I don't see them quite as at, at, at the top ten right now. Mm-hmm. By the way, my Micah jersey has arrived. I have tried it on. I have modeled it for Ernestine and Hazel, and I can't wait for opening day because he is going to I bet win you won't wear defensive player. I bet you won't wear it opening day. You wear it opening day, you're going to lose. It's a foreshadowing of things to come. You'll have bad luck with it. Well, we're, I would we're wait. going to lose opening day because we've got to play the GOAT. Well, I, I give him 0 and 1, and then we'll start to rock and roll through the rest of the year. Oh, you so, think so, huh? Well, I'll, I'll wear it the second game. You know, I. Whatever. Although that's the Bengals. Ah, yeah. Then what happens? I don't know. 0-2. I see 0-2 in your future. Well, that that would not preclude <laughs> making the playoffs and winning the division and doing all the it good gets, stuff that they're doing. It gets a lot harder making winning division after 0-2. Okay. The point is this. I believe this is going to be a special unit this year. I believe the Dallas Cowboys will wind up a top five defense in the National Football League ranked eight by the ringer, which you say is too high, I believe they wind up fifth in the league. When all is said and done, they will not be able to replicate the league-leading turnovers because it's luck. It's just, it, yeah. you know how it is. It's just like a Turnovers come in bunches. They, they, and you see games, Skip, they I, have I, I three or four why. of the game, and then they might have one, have none, and then they get four or five. Okay. But the ringer does point out they had the highest, the, the last year's unit had the highest EPA estimated points added on any defense in the last five years. So it wasn't just the turnovers. It was the plays they made on third down or just the oh, key yeah. plays. So, again, they, they were statistically a very good defense that wasn't very good against San Francisco when it would really matter to be good. So I, I give you that. It wasn't very good against Denver when it needed to be. The point is. Or the Chiefs. Well, they were really good against the Chiefs. They only they, gave they up. They actually were. That, that was maybe the best game they played all year. The Raiders, though, is yeah. the Raiders. The pass, the PIs got them, and they're gonna call PSQ. If you look at the preseason, they yeah. say they put a little bit more emphasis on the pass interferences. They've already got the 15 in a game and a half. Okay, 
Michael wins Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Vander Esch has a bounce back here because he, he's he's a gifted kid, yeah. man, and and he's he's a mid first. Well, he's playing pick. for a contract. Yeah. He didn't get the fifth year option picked right. up, and and yet he just gotta avoid getting nicked because he is brittle. Yes. He is fragile. Yeah. Something's always. It's like a knick knack injury. Yeah. It's a it's a pull this or a banged up this. It would hurt his neck. Right, it's right. it's kind of hard to not to get nicked when you're a def- right. when you're a defensive guy because you gotta hit somebody yeah. all the time. I, I got it, but I still like. What I've seen from him in camp, and there's still that big D law coming from one side, mm-hmm. and I hope more of Micah coming from the edge on the other side. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Barr is going to help. And then again, do I trust Diggs? It's make or break. It's boom or bust. Yes. It, but but I I need if I can get a little more boom than bust, I'm okay. The Ringer evaluates their corners as above average. Well, they are. They're above average. They're good enough to be top five defense kind of corners because I don't think J. Ron Curse got enough acclaim for what he did, enough enough respect for what he did last year. He was really good. And Donovan Wilson, he will just flat out bring the yeah, lay the wood on people. Mm-hmm. And Malik Hooker is pretty good. So you have he, if he plays some nickel kind of corner, right? And all of a sudden, I, I think the secondary is good enough to hold up a, a top five defense on the back end. I, I think it's going to be it's everything. I think your secondary is not bad. I think your secondary is average. I think everything is going to be predicated with that front four, that front seven. Can, how much pressure can you How much pressure can you consistently generate to take to alleviate some of the pressure off the back end? Skip, I don't think your back end is really good. I really don't. I think it's above average. And listen, Neville Gallimore has just been wreaking havoc yeah. in camp, even in the, the, the scrimmage. Yeah. He just wreaks havoc. Yeah. And in the, the game the other night, that was the one he, he's flashing off my screen. Yes. He's shocking me with how he's moving bodies and how active he is. So in, in the big picture, you, you, the, the other big factor here is Dan Quinn is presiding over yeah. this. Yeah. And, and he was only the assistant of the year right. last year. And I would like to think he's kind of the unofficial head coach of my team because he's the guy who can motivate. <laughs> he can put his cap on backwards. He can butt slap, and he can get them going. Right. So it, th- that, that unit always plays with more fire than the they offense do, does. But that's not the Legion of Boom secondary. No. There is no Earl Thomas and, and, and Sherm and Chancellor and all those guys. And okay. Brandon Browner was there. That, that's not them. Okay. And I'm they don't have you. no B-wags in the middle. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is Micah going to be in the middle? <laughs> no, no. They, they, he, he better, you want him on the edge. I he do, can't be two places at once. They jack of all trades him and put him all over. Well, what, do, what do you got Michael Barr, I mean, Anthony Barr Michael for? Barr. I thought you got Barr to play alongside uh, Vander Esch in the middle and so you can bump uh, uh, Micah to the edge. I thought yep. that's what you wanted to do. Real Cox, you can use him. I, I just think in the end, the two stars are Micah and Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn can flat out coach can. him up. He can scheme it up. Mm-hmm. He can trick you up. He, he can trip you up. He, he can do things with this unit. He loves this unit, and they love him. And I think this is the, this is the unit that's going to have to carry my team to however far it's going to be. Well, they ain't got, that ain't got no $40 million man over there. Mm. He, I mean, y'all, your quarterback make more than your top three guys on that side of the football. Well, and so why they got to carry him, why he can't carry him. Mike is going to get paid at some point. Well, Mike ain't getting paid right now. Soon. I mean, he's getting first round of money, but he ain't making $40 million. My defense will take us as far as we're going to go. It's going to be farther than you think. Top five. Yeah. Two cases, you don't finish top five. No, I'm not going to do that. 
I mean, why don't you go out on a no. limb? I'm, I went out on a limb. I'm saying you're not going to... I said it's too high. You're not gonna, I, give you t- I give you 11. I give you 11 to 12. What do you mean? 11 Defense. to 12? Oh, 11 you, okay. All right. You want to bet a case on that? You no, want to make top 10? I don't, because I'll jinx them. I thought they were unjinxable. <laughs> Last year, they were unjinxable. But this unit this year is going to be special, but I'm not going to bet on it. You got Dak in the best shape of his life. Yeah. You, Stephen Jones said he looked better than any other camp he's ever looked. Yeah. You got Levin for heaven. Yeah. You got uh, 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 D. Law. Yeah. You signed Anthony Barr. You just said uh, uh, Wolf Hunter is looking really good. Okay. You you always want to – when I go out on a limb, you, you need to go out on a limb with another bet. Bet me that so-and-so will be top five against Dallas. Uh, I'll take the Rams. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> That's really gutsy. Okay, okay Buffalo. Buffalo. They're, they're already pretty good. Do, do some out of the blue one. Do somebody off the edge. Somebody that, that we're not thinking Tampa. of. Tampa. Tampa is really good. They're top three. New Orleans then. I take New Orleans. No, they've been top five for like the last five years. You, you, you just you front run. That's all yeah, you I mean, do. You, 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 you still lose. Who you want me to take? I don't know. I'll take Dallas for one case. I'll go top five for one case. Okay, thank right, you. Thank you. Next. Saw him coming. I get him Man, every time. Man, I am so glad y'all finally <laughs> reached a resolution. You bet almost 200 cases yesterday, and all yeah. we've got is one case today. He's scared. He's scared, Jen. I got to run scared. <laughs> all right. Let's move along. Are the Eagles all in on Jalen Hurts as their leader? Skip and Shannon can break that down and see if we can get another do bet right after this break. No mercy. Jalen Hurts heads into year three as the Eagles QB. And guess what? He's got Pro Bowl wideout A.J. Brown this season after acquiring him from Tennessee. Brown wore a hat to camp that reads Hurts season while head coach Nick Sirianni was seen wearing a shirt with the young quarterback's face on it. Talk about some love. Shannon, how much will this team's love for its quarterback transform, translate into wins on the field? Skip, leadership matters. I don't think we've ever questioned at any stop Jalen Hurts' leadership. Mm. Guys are going to rally around him because he is a tremendous leader. He's the first in. He's the last out. He's going to do all the things. He says all the right things. But the question is, can he make all the throws when they matter the most? That's what it comes down to. There is no, there is no secret that Jalen Hurts is a very hard worker. There's no secrets about that. We know that. We know that about him. Coach Saban spoke in glowing terms about him. Lincoln Riley spoke in glowing terms yeah. about him. Everybody has spoken to with a high level of confidence in what this man work ethic is. But it comes down to, and I don't, I've never questioned that. Can he consistently and accurately throw the football when it matters the most? Because that skip, they they set it up for the quarterback to succeed. That's why you see all these quarterbacks throwing for four thousand yards. They set it up. They, the, the PI and the defensive receiver and the way you attack the quarterback and all that other stuff, they, they set it up. And I've seen Jalen Hurts have a, a, a game or two where he throws really well, and then he reverts back. Tampa, in the playoff game, he was 5-21 with an interception on throws of 10 yards or more down the field. He was 26 out of 31 quarterbacks in completion percentage, and he increased it by 10. Let that sink in for a second. He increased his completion percentage by 10, and he still was 26 out of 31 quarterbacks ahead of Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and three rookies. So those are my concerns, but it's good. And, and I'm not surprised that the team will rally around a guy because he seems like a guy that's easy to rally around. Shannon Sharp, I'm going to say it again. Jalen Hurts scares me to death as a Cowboy fan. Nope. nope. 
No, he doesn't. The story in ESPN that we're referring to, the Tim McManus story, scared me to death because it reeks of the highest class of leadership and love for a young quarterback to the point that the coach is wearing a T-shirt with his face on it and A.J. Brown arrives in camp with a hat that says Hurts, S-Z-N, obviously, season. Right. And you, I'm sure you're thinking, well, A.J. better hope it is because right. he, he needs to get the football on time and on target. Right. If he's going to be happier in Philadelphia than he was in Tennessee. He did get paid. Right. Obviously. My point is it's very rare that you see this kind of outpouring of love for yeah. a quarterback this sort of soon in his tenure. He's not like a veteran, right. long-time quarterback with, with multiple Super Bowl right. rings. Well, we definitely see no coaches wearing T-shirts with, no. with QB's you, you face just, on it. You just don't see it. And then I'm reading the story, and, and I read that one team source joked that he can't name a player on the team without Jalen replying, oh, I, I just had dinner with him last night. Because that's what he does. Right. He takes various players, different players, right. tries to get go down the roster Taking them to well, the that's end. why the quarterback's job is so hard, Skip, because obviously you're on the offensive side of football, but you got to, you know, joke around and hang out with the DBs and the linebackers and the D linemen, and then you obviously got to kick it with the offensive linemen because if somebody do something bad, you want the offensive linemen to be the first one. They're your first line of defense. And then you got to keep the receivers happy because they want the ball and the running backs because, you know, all. so he has a very tough job. He's like, it's almost like he's a politician because he got he to is. shake a lot of hands by a lot of dinner, Skip. And so it... But, I mean, there's really nothing not to like about the guy. He's obviously the flip side of a guy you used to love, Carson Wentz. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Who lacked the leadership gene. Yes. He had a lot of the other parts, right. the prototypical and talent. And that's, that's why they built the shrine for mm -hmm. the backup they quarterback, did. because it shows what they thought of the backup quarterback as opposed to the starting quarterback. I don't, I, I, I can't, I don't believe there have been never a situation where a team thought so much more of the backup than the starter. And it goes to show you, that's why Wentz has a problem. Okay. And you saw uh, Jim Irsay, he said that last year uh, uh, about, he was very harsh yep. about Carson Wentz. He was very harsh. And I think the Washington Commanders will find out similarly. <laughs> the point in the end is, Jalen Hurts, as I told you from the start, is Tebow-esque. Statistically, he'll never live up. He's not a great thrower of the football and never will be. But he's a better thrower of the football than Tebow, and he's a little better runner than Tebow was, and Tim was pretty good. Right. But remember, because of Jalen, they transformed into the leading rushing team in pro football last year, and that's what their meat and potatoes will be. He's got more weapons now with A.J. added to Devontae. So that they got some firepower, and I think he'll be able to take enough advantage of it because he, he doesn't make a lot of great throws. He just makes plays. So I, you, all your numbers, I, I get them all. But in the end, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Okay? And I fear they're going to make it again. But to go far, you got to throw. Okay. I, I got it. I think he throws well enough to go far. Okay. We'll find out. Yes, sir. Time will tell. All right, guys, coming up, is Justin Fields ready to break out in year two with the Bears? That's coming up when we return. No mercy. Last night, Justin Fields started in the Bears' second preseason game versus the Seahawks. Second-year QB played a series of football as he went 5 for 7, 39 yards. Head coach Matt Everfluss spoke on Fields afterwards, saying, quote, he handled the offense the way we wanted him to. Shannon, how impressed were you? 
Well, given that he was running for his life damn near the whole game, I mean, the, the whole series he was in there, yeah. I was very impressed. Skip, I think he has the skill set to be very good in this league, but I don't know how long he's going to last because they can't protect him. That's ridiculous. That even after last year, after the, the, the hits that he took, that you would thought that they would have addressed that situation. I hear you. He wasn't protected again last <laughs> night. But I step back. I, I like what I see from him. I, I never really love what I see from him. I'm not completely sold. I do like the way he carries himself. I, I love the way he, he performs in interviews. He's really good with, with the media. Mm -hmm. But in the end... You're right. They're going to have to protect him. But I, I hope he doesn't get exposed as a decent thrower, but not a great thrower, because at, at Ohio State, there was too much hot and cold, you know, right. comes and goes. But this but this situation, Skip, I don't know. I'm afraid we might not ever see just how good he can be because everything is going to have to be thrown on the move he has, because he's running for his, for his life. I mean, at some point in time, you design something that can protect him better than what he's getting protected. I think the new coach will be better at that. Don't look like it stuff today but we are out of time that's it for us but be sure to stick around for the herd and we will see you right back here on monday have a great weekend everybody